even though we want to follow, obey, and trust God, it doesn't mean that accepting every call is going to be easy. And being called into a season of singleness is a prime example, especially if you're really longing for a relationship or a partner or a family. You want to trust that Jesus knows best, but at the same time, it can feel as if he's saying no, or at the very least, delaying your dreams or desires. Plus, it can also be hard to understand what good can come from a season of singleness. Well, friend, as somebody who has walked this road, I'm here to tell you that this season is actually a major blessing, and I'm going to share three specific reasons as to why. So without further ado, let's hop to it. Hey there, amazing lady. Welcome back to the Jesus Empowered Maiden Podcast. I'm Jen Murray, owner of Relate Escape, where I create, inspire, and motivate Jesus-based empowerment for my sisters in faith. If you're ready to dig deep into the true character of Jesus and our Heavenly Father, to learn who you really are as the daughter of the King, to break free from all the things holding you captive, both internal and external, and to learn how to love yourself in all your beloved uniqueness, you are definitely in the right place. It's time, sister, to claim your female identity, authority, and freedom in Christ like never before. As always, you can learn more and connect with me over at RelateEscape.com. You are loved, you are seen, and you are meant for more. Let's dive in. All right, friend, I hope you are ready to see your season of singleness in a completely new light, because that's exactly what I aim to accomplish with this episode. I know being called into this season can be a challenge, especially as a woman. We tend to be very relational, right? So the idea of not pursuing that next boyfriend or finding that potential husband or working towards those dreams of a marriage and family can be a struggle. And along with that, it can be tempting to think that God is withholding something or messing with what should be the timeline or plan, which are two lies that I'm sure the enemy is all too happy to help take root, right? Since he loves nothing more than messing with our relationship with God. But despite how we may feel, we know, we know God isn't cruel. God doesn't crush dreams. He may have a different timeline. He may have a different journey in mind to get you there. He may tweak or alter the dream to align with his desires for you, desires that he will place in your heart, not force on you. But he's not cruel. As 1 John 4, 16 says, God is love. So if God is calling you into a season of singleness, he's not necessarily saying this dream isn't for you. There may be a small, very small majority of you listening to this that, you know, might always be called into a season of singleness, but that's probably a very, very small amount. It's much more likely, right, that God is simply saying, my answer isn't no, it's just not now because I want this to be a good gift. And there's some things that need to happen in order for that to be a good gift. There's some work that needs to be done. So that when this dream is fulfilled, it's a blessing. Did you catch that word? Blessing. God wants this 
dream when it's fulfilled, when it's realized to be a blessing. If you hear thumping in the background, Hobbs is streaming. <laughs> He's thumping his tail to talk about other blessings in life. He gets very active when he sleeps. So if you hear that, that's what that is. Anyway, God wants our dreams when they're fulfilled to be blessings, right? Not burdens. So that in turn means that this season of singleness is a blessing, even though it might not seem like it. But from my own journey, having been in a season of singleness since my marriage ended in 2011, I can personally attest that this is a huge blessing. How exactly is this season a blessing? Well, let's take a closer look. First and foremost, number one, because you know I always love me some bullet points. Number one, a season of singleness allows your relationship with God to go to a deeper level in very specific, vital, and foundational ways. A season of singleness allows your relationship with God to go to a deeper level in very specific, vital, and foundational ways. Now, I'm going to dig into what those specific ways are, but first, I need to lay out a truth here that may or may not be difficult to hear. So as women, we tend to be very relational, right? It's not new news. And there's nothing wrong with us being relational. God created us that way. However, that being said, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we can put specific human relationships in a place where they shouldn't reside. So in other words, that boyfriend or partner, or even the desire for that boyfriend or partner can become like the sun that everything else in our lives orbit around. And this makes our lives unbalanced. Because this can even get to a place where the person or desire becomes an idol, meaning we place it above God and his desires for us. And if this happens, right, not only is this a sin problem, we don't ever want anything to be an idol, but how can God do the work that he needs to do in us? How can he really get in there and sanctify us and transform us or you know, weed out the things that just need to go. And on top of that, what kind of a relationship does he get to have with us? Not exactly an intimate one, right? We're not placing him first. God loves his daughters. He wants a relationship with us, to spend time with us, to hear from us, to be involved in every detail and aspect of our lives. So he may call you into a season of singleness, not to punish you, not to lay on a guilt trip, not to shame you, because that's not what he does. But he might call you into a season of singleness to create the necessary space to woo you back to him, to get your primary focus back on where it should be, which is on him first and foremost. Now, as part of that, as part of giving your, or, or it's not giving, getting your focus back on him, he might, as part of that, even call you to depend solely on him for everything or, or at least mostly everything. And this is exactly what happened to me back in 2011 after my ex-husband suddenly decided that I needed to move out and we were going to get a divorce. So I started my life over with my bachelor's of science degree, but no job. 
I had a few thousand dollars in the bank and I had whatever possessions fit into my CRV. And I had to move in with my mother who eventually basically kicked me out. And to top it all off, I had so such a little amount of self-confidence back then. I didn't even think I could get a full-time job in the field that my degree was in. I had no plan, no idea what to do, and just like little resources. So I had to depend on Jesus for everything, which as you can imagine, greatly affected and deepened our relationship. And as I entered into my season of singleness, which began after my divorce, and there was suddenly more room to focus on Jesus, right? Because I wasn't married anymore to a chaotic, manipulative man. Jesus was able to start getting in there and healing and growing me in some very key areas and in ways that might not have been possible before. And that work that he did was vital for laying the foundation to transform me into the empowered Jesus maiden that I am today. Not that I'm finished. I'm all, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still walking with the Lord. But, but that work that he did early on, that was foundational to, to building me where I am today. But, but in order for that to happen, my focus had to be solely on Jesus. If instead I had said, I'm not with this season of singleness, you know, I'm just going to go seek another relationship, go find a boyfriend. I would have essentially impeded the work that Jesus wanted to do in my life, to do in me and transforming me and healing me. And I would have also set myself up for an unhealthy relationship because I wasn't where I needed to be, not emotionally, not mentally, not spiritually. Sister, I needed to focus on Jesus, <laughs> not just because I you know, had no idea how I was going to make a living or where I was going to live, not just the logistical stuff. I needed to focus on Jesus to let him heal me and build me up to deepen our relationship and also for, to, for me to start embarking on a journey of learning who Jen was created to be, like who God created Jen to be. And part of that was getting reacquainted with parts of myself that had been lost for a very long time. And through that journey of leaning into God and while also learning about myself, guess what? It also revealed what kind of a man I would want for a partner if I ever had one again, which brings me to number point, my point number two. A season of singleness provides the time and space to really truly understand what traits you want in a partner. Now, when I say traits, I'm talking about things beyond preferences, such as, you know, hair color, eye color, that sort of thing. And the one obvious requirement, which is that he needs to know the Lord, right? There needs to be a really good relationship with the Lord. I'm talking about his character, his passions, and just what kind of a man makes sense for you. Because if your desire is to get married then you're going to be living with and doing life with this person for a very long time, God willing. And this particular blessing of having the time and space to think about this and figure it out, this has played out over the course of my own season of singleness. So for example, I'm highly creative and I'm also building my own business as directed by Jesus. 
So on my list, and yes, I have an actual list in Google Docs <laughs> that I created several years ago, and every once in a while I tweak it or add stuff to it. I have an actual list. Um, one of the things that I've noted is that ideally the future partner that Jesus brings into my life would have either a really good understanding of being creative or be creative himself and or be also be entrepreneurial because I want somebody who isn't just a romantic partner, but a real life partner. I want somebody that I can actually talk about these. I mean, these are very integral parts of myself, especially being super creative. I need somebody who understands that. Also, something else that I've learned over the years is I found myself drawn to what I just call them power couples, for lack of a better phrase. So a man and a woman who are both highly smart and driven and um, a force to be reckoned with, not just individually, but together as a couple. Every time I come across one of these couples in a book or a movie or a TV series, like I get excited. And I realized after a while that that's what I long for. I long for a man who is on the same level as I am, right? Because I just happen to be a very smart, driven, right? Like kind of person. And so I want a man who's on a very similar page, but I wouldn't have reached these important conclusions without or realizations without being on the journey I just described a minute or two ago. The gen back in 2011 would not have been aiming for those things. Why? Because she was a completely different, not completely, but like a very, very different person. Like she didn't understand her real value. She didn't understand how smart and capable she was. She didn't see herself as like one half of a power couple that would never have been a thought in her head. She hadn't got back in touch with her creative side and learned that she's meant to be an entrepreneur. The gen in 2011, if she had been looking for a new partner, would have chosen somebody very different from what she actually needs. And her standards would have been way lower. That paints two very different pictures, doesn't it, right? It's two very different scenarios. And I say this, sister, because as much fun as it is to dream about marriage and the wedding and, you know, the whole romantic side of things, marriage is a long-term arrangement. Ideally, it's supposed to be death do, you know, till death do us part. And whoever you are living with and doing life with affects every aspect of your life and well-being. So it's important that you take the time to A, allow Jesus to do the work he wants to do in you so that you know who you are and you're in a healthy place where you can make these realizations and B, you can also build an understanding of what kind of man makes sense for you in alignment with those realizations and the work that he's doing. And it's also important that you lean on God's will and timing, which brings me to point number three. Number three, a season of singleness allows God to work both in you and the future partner he has for you so that when he brings you together, you're both in a healthy place and the relationship is a blessing. Let me say this again. A season of singleness allows God to work both in you and the future partner he has for you so that when he brings you together, you're both ideally are in a healthy place and the relationship is a blessing. We go back to our word that we mentioned before, blessing. Sister, when we have when we have a strong dream or desire and it feels like God is 
saying no or throwing a wrench in our plans, we can get uber focused on our own aspect of things, meaning we focus on what we want and how it's not being fulfilled now, or at least in the way that we want it to, and forget that a dating relationship or a marriage includes two people. This future relationship isn't just about you being in the right place. And when I say right place, I mean Jesus having done work in you that he wants to do, getting you to a healthy point, all that good stuff. It's also about your future partner being in the right place. God is preparing two people here, not just one. Your future partner may need things to be healed. He might need to grow in certain areas, right? There's work that Jesus wants to do in him. Maybe there's other journeys that God needs him to take before he gets to putting him in your life. You know, he's human just like you, right? He's a sinner. He's imperfect. He's somebody who also has hurts and hangups, somebody with his own life that's just as complex as yours. And when God eventually brings you together, he wants to build something that lasts, that's firm, that's solid, right? Partly because your relationship is built on God and partly because God has done specific work in both of you. Now, it won't be a perfect relationship because any endeavor that consists of two humans is never going to be perfect because humans aren't imperfect. But God doesn't build flimsy things. He doesn't give bad gifts. He wants you both to be in a specific place before bringing you together. So you know what you can do during this season of singleness to help serve this future partner and also change your perspective and also help get yourself aligned with God's will to be in this season all at the same time. Pray for your future partner. Pray for this person that God has for you. You don't need to know who he is to pray for his well-being or his growth or his safety or to start praying over your future relationship in general. Now Hobbs is up and out of. Just because Hobbs is my greyhound, if I didn't say that before. Just because you're in a specific season doesn't mean you can't sow small seeds for the next one. Another advantage of doing this of praying for your future partner is that it counteracts any Disney prince fantasies. You know, that idea that gets drilled into our heads at a young age that a man will ride into our lives on a white horse and make everything perfect and will live in a state of happily ever after where nothing ever goes wrong again. Because guess what? That description I just said, that's not, that's not your future partner. That's Jesus. Jesus is our savior. Jesus is the, the guy on the white horse. And if we don't have that straight, then not only do we have a skewed idea of what relationship or marriage is, we end up putting an insane amount of pressure on our partner to be perfect, which is a is one, unfair, and two, it's a recipe for some disaster or at least some difficulty that could potentially be averted beforehand by getting ourselves out of this kind of concept or idea. So pray for your future partner. Decide that even as you're, you know, in this season of singleness, you're going to become your future partner's partner starting 
now so that you're both set up for success when God brings you together. Prepare now so that when that moment arrives, when you two finally meet, you have a firm foundation and a head start. Sister, I hope this episode has helped you see that there are so many blessings that can come from this season. In the last year or so, I've been sensing that my own season of singleness is starting to come to a a close, or at least that close is on the horizon. I don't know when exactly it's going to happen. But as I'm getting closer to making that crossing from this season of singleness into what's next, I can honestly say that I'm really grateful for this time. And keep in mind, this is coming from somebody whose season of singleness has been over a decade now. And I can say that because I know who I am now. Unlike the Jen in 2011, I know who I am. I know what I'm made of. I know my value and worth. I know what kind of man would be good for me. Not that God won't probably throw a surprise or two in there, right? Not saying that he will deliver everything on my Google Doc list, but having some idea, right, is better than having no idea. And I know that above all else, it's my relationship with Jesus that matters the most. So lean into him, sister. In this, as with everything else, he's got you. Seek him, follow him, and enjoy the blessings of this time. Cheers. Hey friend, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or it blessed you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from all of my amazing, powerful ladies, and I'm truly blessed when I get a glimpse of the incredible things God is doing in your lives. It also helps other women just like yourself find the show, allowing God to work in their lives too. Thank you so, so much. And by the way, if you want to drop me a line, you can reach me over at RelateEscape.com. Cheers.